talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back, Messy Christianity. This is going to be kind of a fun thing because Kevin just left to use a restroom. He, uh, he does that quite frequently. I guess it's all the water he drinks. So we decided we would start the podcast, just Brent and myself. Hello, Brent. Hi. And we're going to name the topic, but when he comes in... He's about to walk in. He's not going to know the topic. So here is the topic. If I could do it all over again, I would. If I could do it all again, <laughs> I would. All right. So... Uh, what? Hey, Kevin, come on in. Hey, we've, guys. we've already started. I love it. Um, but but you're going to have to figure out what the topic is. We've already given the topic. Love okay. It. I can tell you instantly the very first one thing that, that comes to my mind when we talk about this topic. <laughs> this topic. This is, is going to be fun. <laughs> I would not wait two years to I, become married after I, I agree. Because <laughs> I got to tell you guys that. Uh, I would not do it. That's right. Uh, now, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you've kind of heard this topic before. But but for me, man, I asked Wendy to marry me on That's April first, and it was two years and five days later, and it was miserable, miserable, miserable. <laughs> now, Wendy would tell you something different. She wouldn't say she'd wait two years. She'd say she wouldn't have a wedding. She just eloped, take <laughs> the money, take the money and went run. to Disney World or something mm. like that. So stressors in life, dealing with with marriage and everything that went into that, but. That's one thing. I I would do that differently. Mine's very practical as well. I would buy tools that were quality tools that I would not have to replace later on down the road. I started doing that when it came to cooking gear. Great decision, wasn't it? Absolutely. <clears throat> I, I, my wife and I came up with a philosophy. I don't remember who said it first, but it was the idea that we're too poor to buy cheap stuff. That's a great that's a and great it really state, is, but that's counter that, that's counterintuitive. Absolutely, absolutely. So the idea for us, we're into cooking, you're into tools, Jeff. Uh Kevin's into house building and yeah. stuff. House um, building. I like to read the Bible and see what Jesus has to say about it. <laughs> so, Still trying to figure this out. Here. So <laughs> it really was we started buying the higher end Cooking equipment, stuff that really had lifetime type warranties, things that would last a really long time. I mean, we had to save up for it, but in the long run, we've been doing that for about 10 years now, and it's really, really paid off for us. I think I would have listened to people um, and, and believed them more when I was younger because um, I got a lot of advice that was good advice, but I just I thought I knew better. And so I did it my own way, and then I realized, hey, guess what? I would have saved a lot of pain had I listened to what they had to say. Um, that would have been that would have been very beneficial. I would not have bought that 1990 Geostorm <laughs> <laughs> five speed that that blew a head gasket. Are you after talking about me? Because I did that. I did. Are uh, you serious? You awesome. did. I did. I did too. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Did you Brand, buy it from him? No, I, I <laughs> bought awesome. it from the Chevrolet dealer over in Mobile, which was a mistake to begin with, but really had no clue. I would definitely not do that. I think I would have, um, I would have gotten rid of stuff sooner with every move, every single move. I would decide, you know what? I'm not taking this much stuff. That it piece of advice right there is worth this whole podcast. That really is. That do, is. You, do you know our podcast yet? Yeah, I think I figured it out. Your former self would give you advice to your, I like that. Back. What, what would I tell my former self? Okay. Actually, it's what would we have done differently okay. if we had a chance? Yeah. 
Yeah. Go ahead. So three minutes, 45 seconds. Good job, man. Hey, man. Under I'm, the five-minute mark. Come on. That's, that's good. I, um, that wasn't like that was a rocket science question. <laughs> we should have done something theological. That was easy, man. Yeah. You guys are – I feel like what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, if I could go back and talk to my former self, um, I think one of the top ones for me would be to not be afraid to just Ooh. go for it. Just go for it. You can do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, like – Failure is a part of life, but uh, failure is where I've learned. So just go for it. <laughs> Do it. Nice. I would probably write people off less often. Mm-hmm. If if there's a you know, if there's if there's something that comes between I would probably not burn the bridge quite as fast. Yeah. I might set it on fire on one side or another, but I probably wouldn't burn the whole bridge. Just because you realize that the older you get, the, the most valuable thing you have is not money. It's, it's friends. It's people. Yep. Relationships are more valuable than everything mm-hmm. else you own. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. And you need more friends, too. I, hey, you know what? It, I can tell current self to later day self that current self is going to seek. I don't know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> but I'm just saying, let's listen to this podcast another 20 years and see what I feel like I'm. I don't need a flux capacitor right now. I feel like I'm stuck in some like <laughs> Matrix time warp. I don't even know what I'm talking about. This might be one of those podcasts that we never share with the no, public. No, 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 no. This is this is perfect. This I mean, is us. This, this is, is us. messy. This, this is, is messy. this is messy Christianity. So. This is messy. I would I would have believed the if I if I could do something all over again. I would have believed the. Um, the countless books I've read that God is more important, more more interested in building a man than he is a ministry. Mm-hmm. And I would place more emphasis on my own personal relationship with God rather than the ministry he does in me and through me. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just, you know, we're just powerless. And that's a horrible feeling. Yeah. I. It reminds me, it's very similar to what I was thinking a moment ago, that I think I would have told myself 10, maybe even 20 years ago that I'm not as teachable as I thought I am, mm. that, that I do need to be more teachable. And that's really kind of the heartbeat of the way that I live my life today. I really want to be teachable. I want to learn. I want to not be quick to make decisions. I want to process and pray and make sure that what I'm hearing is is from God. And so much of our culture, it really goes against the idea of being teachable. It's, it's learn a topic, be able to defend your topic, to debate your topic, be able to be very good at what you do. But the idea of being teachable, I mean, we see that all throughout. You look, look, look at the Christian culture. You look at the writings. Uh, when, when people make mistakes, they don't even own, own the mistakes so many times. And, and the issues that we get into, how much of that would be thwarted or or not even not even happen if we maintained a teachable spirit. I mean, my, honestly, the, the heart prayer that I have is that the day I go to meet Jesus face to face is I, up until that point, I've tried to know him more and tried to discern him more and learn more and and be more in tune and just just maintaining that teachable spirit is so so vital for anybody for all of us. Sitting here, really trying to get introspective on this thing a lot now, um, without getting caught in the matrix again. But the life, it seems like, especially in my younger years, and even so now to some extent, 
seems to be a focus on always a destination. Yeah. It's always something out there that is to be attained. Um, and I've read numerous books on goal setting and, you know, having, and to some extent that's not completely wrong because having something out there in the future that we're trying to attain gives us some direction, some purpose and something. But all that being said, um, looking back, I don't, I really remember, I remember moments. I remember just, you know, different, and sometimes they were just normal everyday moment kind of things. That's what I remember. Um, so if I had to go back 20 years, 30 years and talk to myself, it would be, don't miss those moments. Don't miss, don't miss the journey just because of the destination, you know, just enjoy the ride you're on while you're there. Um, always thinking about something else that's, I mean, I can go way, way, way back. I can go all the way back to like, I can go to elementary school. And I, I remember thinking, I remember this when I get to middle school, my life's going to be awesome because we can get milkshakes at middle school, you know, and then, <laughs> and then high school is going to be better. And then, you know, then it was college is going to be better. And then when I, once I get out of here and I can start in the real world and then, you know, then whatever it was, the, the next job, everything was going to be better. Um, but that's a great life lesson. You learned in elementary school the significance of <laughs> milkshakes. milkshakes. Amen. It still applies to you today. You still come into the office with the milkshake Whataburger cup that you've drank and you disguised it as a water cup so That's you right. fool your wife yeah. now. So we, we it's still Shit, something listen. something oh, that good. was birthed in yeah. elementary school. Amen. Still effective That's right. 40 years later. Hallelujah. You know, I just got to tell you, I scored the other day. I went to the hospital to make a visit, and somebody else was already visiting that particular patient. And the person brought the patient a milkshake and themselves a milkshake. But the patient didn't really want the milkshake. Mm. And that patient said, and I made the comment, boy, if I'd have known y'all bringing milkshakes, I'd have placed an order. Guess what? I got a milkshake out of the deal. Come on. You know, I felt really bad for about three seconds. And then I realized I was doing them a service. Of course. Because apparently everybody that visited this person. You're so giving. I am. I'm a giving person. I am just loving and kind all the way. Well. You know, one of the things you were saying, Kevin, was is kind of what I was thinking too, is learning to slow down. You know, my younger self was incredibly ambitious. I had zeal and visions and goals and dreams. And um, and unfortunately, when you have that kind of zeal, you can tend to blow through people. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'd like to think, I'm not sure if I succeed in this or not, but I'd like to think that I never used people to accomplish something because that actually became one of my core standards. I said, you know, I, I choose not to use people because I don't want that mm-hmm. to be a one-sided relationship. But <clears throat> I think that sometimes I did not acknowledge people because they weren't, I wasn't using them. I was just pushing them out of the way because they weren't necessary to meet the goal. And again, at the end of the day, which one of us would say that relationships are not the most important thing right. that we have? I don't know anybody that dies and goes, man, I'm glad I have all this money. Yeah. You know, they, they, they want to die with people around their bedside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would, I would have, I don't know if I would have less zeal, but I would be slower. I would realize that it takes, it takes a lifetime to build a city, a lifetime. Absolutely. I remember early, well, to build a city worth living in early on in my ministry years, uh, I had, it was actually a guest evangelist at the church, but I don't remember the conversation that prompted this. I was young, um, probably right out of college, but um, something along the lines of, he, this gentleman told me that um, 
I was very idealistic, and one day I would <laughs> learn and grow up and become more pragmatic. And you know, honestly, looking back now, I I, I still think he's wrong on that one. But um, you know, I can kind of hear what he was trying to say. Uh, but at my nature, I'm still an idealistic person. I, I mean, I believe in the ideal. Um, so I don't want to. I don't want to become that. So guy. did you just totally do a three sixty on that one? No, I'm no, 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 no. Because why I'm saying it is, I don't want to become that guy that's looking back. I don't want to become that that gentleman that's that tells the younger generation to don't be idealistic, only be pragmatic. You know, oh, you still got to be who you are created to be. Now, I will say that I'm not less idealistic, but I might be more pragmatic today. But I'm not less idealistic. So. If I had to go back to my younger self, I would say, listen to what this gentleman's saying and, you know, put some more pragmatic stuff in in your lifestyle. But don't throw the baby out for the bathwater. Don't, you know, don't, to the younger people listening to this, you know, be who God created you to be. And at the same time, going back to my younger self, I said it earlier, don't be afraid to fail. My mistakes I've made have been the things that have taught me in life. So, um, you know, some of my fault starts and going the wrong direction God's turned me around, and I agree with with what you said, Jeff. Like, I wish I had listened to people more, um, but at the same time, there's some things that I learned it a lot better by just yeah. doing it myself. And that's, that's after our boundaries conversation, too. You know, I, I had to learn myself on that, so I don't know. But, but then again, if it was me talking to me, I might listen more, but I'm not— <laughs> I think I'd listen less. Red pill, blue pill, I don't know. <laughs> oh man. So, okay, let's let's kind of shift a little bit. <clears throat> Have you had uh, or do you remember classic conversations or hard conversations that people had with you that were kind of wake-up calls that that really shifted your thinking or really set you on a different course? Um, you know, for me, I remember going into college um and I went into this class and the professor was saying something and I and I made some sort of a statement it was a long time ago I made some sort of a statement that was in jest and, and I said professor you told me this 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 and he just called me out he goes no I didn't tell you that don't put words in my mouth you're mm-hmm. you're telling people I made a statement that I didn't make and I was angry at him I mean he he ticked he ticked me off cuz he embarrassed me in front of the whole class but that was like a grow up moment yeah. you know it was one of those times where where I just kind of had that uh, you know, everything can't be humorous. There's got to be some seriousness. And um, I, I don't know, I, I guess I saw that some people, I, I learned to respect other people's boundaries to some degree in that instance. Hmm. And I'm no longer angry at him. Um, I've forgiven him for, for <laughs> totally, Wow. totally. Of course, I have no idea who that professor was. I don't remember it. Um, and then I remember another time a professor in seminary he basically said, "Stop making excuses for your for your poor work," mm. <laughs> and uh, and that was a that was a that was one of those moments that just hit me in the face. And I go, you know what? It's not somebody else's fault that I'm late. I've yeah. got to own this. Yeah. It's not somebody else's fault I didn't do the paper. It's my fault. Right. And that changed the direction. It was really good. Yeah. It was painful, very painful, but it was good. Yeah, any of those types like that, I, I'm trying to recall one specific, but I know I've had them. But those were that make you question yourself. And e- even if it's not a complete 180, even if it's just a little bit of a turn, that's a big help. It's a big, huge help. Yeah. I've had them too. 
Well, anything else you would tell your your uh, former self? Buy Amazon stock. <laughs> oh my goodness is it you know what it, it is true that hindsight is twenty twenty. think of the times that you were gonna do something either good or bad and because you didn't make that decision you were affected today hmm. one particular one that i remember was a good decision that i made i remember i had just started doing uh magic tricks illusions i wanted to become a magician just added that to my repertoire. Wow. And so <clears throat> I met a guy who had a bunch of illusions, um, and he sold me his old ones because he actually did it somewhat for a living, semi-professional. And I bought a bun- a big box full of, of, of these tricks, and I was learning them. Well, it was at the same time that I went over to my, my uh, sister-in-law's house, and the whole family was there, and we were sitting around on the on, in the living room on the couch, and I noticed, um, you might, I might have told you this story before. I, I know what's coming. I'm already... Uh, I know. <laughs> I noticed that on the, um, on the coffee table was this small guillotine. And I thought to myself, I didn't know he did magic. That's pretty cool. So I picked it up. And, and it was this little thing that, that had a, a, a slanted razor in between two rails. And when you push down on the top, the razor came down all the way through. My first reaction was to stick my finger in it. I put it on the table, and I lifted my hand above and started to, to I almost went down and hit it, thinking to myself, okay, this is, this is a cool trick. But then I started thinking, oh how does it work? And so I put a little resistance on the blade and everything, and I probably spent five or six minutes trying to figure this illusion out. And finally, I was like, man, I know that illusionists don't give away their secret, but how does this trick work, man? This looks really cool. Mm. And he goes, what are, you, what are you talking about? That's my cigar cutter. Oh, my goodness. It was an actual cigar cutter, a guillotine with a razor-sharp blade that I stuck my finger in, and I was seconds away from whacking that thing. Mm. Man, I would be fingerless right now. I would be without this finger. My pointer, I wouldn't be able to point. Well, that would be something you could tell former self if that had That happened. would be something I could tell. Wow. But, but you know, it, and it was that time afterwards, I had this sinking feeling going, oh, my gosh, how close I was. Yeah. You ever have one of those times <laughs> that you can remember? It's hard remembering these things 40 years later, isn't it? Lock them out. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a lot of mine. It's, just, it's <laughs> suppressed memories. They're suppressed for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> that's the goodness of God, isn't it? And we're recording you. these for forever. Us They'll too. be out there on the... Yeah, I mean... Well, when I was a little child. Your children may listen to this and bring it up when yeah. they're in trouble or something. You know? for, for anybody out there, because I tell this to myself <laughs> again, it's wherever you're at today... Remove this line in the sand when it comes to obedience with God. That's good. Yeah. I, I even even thinking back, I I remember Wendy and I had just started dating, and we both started both came from two different churches. Neither one of them were where we felt like we needed to go, so we went to a, a church that we ended up being married at, and it was the first Sunday that was there, and um, we're used to the the we were used to the traditional Baptist you know, organ, piano, traditional type service. Well, we go into that, that service and it's a rather large church. We go sit on the second row. Why on earth? I have no idea. I'm a, I'm a back row Baptist by heart and sit on the second row. 
And, and you then, still sit on the front row today. I do. I do. Well, you know, it's a life change. And so um, sitting on that second row and the music was contemporary. I'd never heard anything like that before. And then uh, there was a lady who just in the middle of the service came up and just basically took the mic away from the pastor and shared a testimony and never seen anything like that. And they did a baptism, baptized three, four, five people, and then came up front. The pastor did said, anybody else want to be baptized? And four or five more people came down and were baptized right there. And it freaked me out. I was like, oh, my word, what is going on here? So we decided to come back again, but we're going to sit in the balcony. <laughs> so we sat in the balcony. And I, I will never forget that as we sat there for about two or three weeks before we ended up going back down and eventually moving back toward the front, I remember watching a video. I can't remember what nation it was about, but it was about a, a third world nation and about sending missionaries. And it was one of those videos that was basically, you know, how about you type videos? And I remember looking at that thinking, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. Not going to happen. I, I would never do that. And now my heart's desire is take me someplace that I've not seen, that I've not experienced, so that I can walk in the more holiness and more fullness of who you are. And, you know, Jeff, you share, you've shared a story before about how you felt like God told you to do something missionally and you had an outright no, I'm mm -hmm. not doing that right now, and how you basically felt the presence <clears throat> of God move off of you yep. fr from that type of anointing that time. Mine was not like that. It was more of God, I think, at that moment planting a seed, saying, this is, this is your destiny. This is what I'm calling you to. Mm. And you don't have a clue about that right now, but this is how much I love you. I'm going to plant a seed that 20 years later you're going to look back and say, wow, he actually fulfilled, he actually helped me walk a path to holiness and righteousness that I never even would have saw. And so if I'd sat, in that, sat next to myself in that pew, in that balcony 20 years ago, I would have nudged myself and said, don't stress, it's going to be okay. Just walk in faithfulness. He, he knows exactly where you are, and he's going to help you the next stage. You know, my first thought when you said that there at the end is the, the greeting that the angels always tended to give to the people that they were talking to. You know, God would send an angel to Mary or to Samuel or whoever. And the first first thing they always said was what? Do not fear. And and I think that's a word for us today, that if God showed us our future self, we probably would, would either not believe it. Well, let me, let me say it differently. If God showed us, if today God showed us our future self in obedience, so so I think it's possible for us to be in the future, to 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 I think the future, the, I think it's possible for us to live all the way into the future and not experience the fullness of what God has purposed for us. I think we can tell Him no, and we, and we can say no, I'm not going there, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, and so our our reality becomes something different than what He had planned for us. But if, if if we were obedient, I don't think that, that we can fully comprehend or even know the plans that God has for us out that far. And um, so my, my words are jumbled up here. Do you know well, what I'm I've saying? Heard, I've heard it said that uh, the word faith can be replaced with the word risk in the Bible quite yeah. often. So if we put our faith in God, we're putting our risk. We're risking our lives in God. Um, I can look backwards and see that um, where I am today is because of some faith risk that I put in God 
back then. Same as going forward, you know, for me to get a glimpse of what I look like in 20 years, if I'm obedient to God, it'd be hard to understand and believe that because I know that for me to get from where I am today to where God wants me in the future, it's going to require several risk moments in my life, several risk decisions in my life, but faith decisions in my life. So, um, what I said earlier about, you know, not being afraid to fail and, and, and to just, just go for it. I mean, a lot of that I was talking about was faith. And so it's the same going forward. You know, if, if, if we feel like God is, is going in a direction, then take the risk, risk it with God. So what you're saying is we should have more here, hold my beer moments. (laughs) I don't know that I said that exactly. (laughs) That's what I heard you say. (laughs) Uh, Odul's of course. (laughs) I have no idea what he's talking about right now. You know, those moments where you go, hey, that looks fun. Let's try it. Those usually end up in an ER visit, I think. Yeah, but risk, man, risk. Risk, yes. I I am convinced that life in obedience to God is far more enjoyable and and far more fascinating than life just lived on our own. You know, he says, for I know the plans that I have for you. His plans are far greater. They're they're much more patient. They're uh, They're much more difficult, but they're also much more doable. Um, cause it's, cause it, cause, cause we're hiking this mountain, but he's our guide. I mean, he's, he's there, not just this distant God that, that hollers at us from a mountain. No, he's, he's personal. He lives within, within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so life is just more full. I mean, think of the gifts of the spirit. Like we say it all the time, but love, joy, peace, all of these things, much better doing isn't, life that way. Isn't even though our, even the way we think about this, you know, God's plan for me to give me hope and a future, the, the way that our mind, at least mine, and I think most of us, this is the way we do, immediately we think about what am I going to be doing yeah. <laughs> in yeah. 20 years, and it's so much more than that. It's bigger yeah. than that. Doing, who am I going to be? Who am I going to be? You know, So God has a, a plan for me for who I'm going to be. And even though God sees that 20-year purpose and plan for us, He's not asking us to be obedient today, 20 years from now. Right. Yeah. He's asking us to be obedient today, today. Yeah. So he's given us enough to be obedient today and to think about the future. But the best laid plans of man, yeah. Yeah. And they just they don't hold up to the plans of God because they're not apples to apples. They're not even fruit to fruit. They're really not. Our plans mm-hmm. are, are so finite compared to the, infant, the infinitesimal Mind of God. Word. Oh, that just came on the tip of my tongue. I, I got a dollar. I tried to say it before and Ooh. never could get it out. So there you go. I can't repeat it. <laughs> um, but how how incredible it is it that even though it gives us an idea of being able to visualize the future, to think about the future, to think about the purposes and the plans and where He wants us to go, He wants us to be obedient today. And today is where it's important important mm-hmm. to be obedient. Do not worry about your life. Do not worry about tomorrow, what you'll eat, what you'll drink. For God cares about the little birds of the air, fish mm-hmm. in the sea. He provides for them, right? Isn't that what you're saying? Tomorrow has enough tomorrow words of his own. Tomorrow has enough words of his own. Yep. If you can't be obedient today, don't expect to be obedient tomorrow. Live your best life now. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. All right. Well, any final thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Um, I guess mine would be, if you didn't make right choices at somewhere along the road in the past, we have a 
an amazingly redemptive God. That is who God is. God can take and restore. The scripture tells us he will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Yep. And he restores, like, like, like in, in human terms, he could take a rusted out clunker that is, that is beyond repair and he can make it perfect. Not because he knows how to do body work, but because he, he created the, 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 the elements of the, the content of that metal. So it, it's like he doesn't just gloss over it. No, he restores it from the inside out. He can turn rust into brand new metal if he wants to. So, you know, the, 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 the broken life in the past does not define our future. Even the work. Look at Paul. In fact, I think that, that maybe some of those brokennesses in the past were actually, he, he built those in anyways, and he knew, I mean, if he's sovereign, right? If he knows all things, and he's going to use those to uh, to shape us and create us into to his person. So that's my word. Yes, don't live in the past. I agree 100%. Don't live there. Uh, the past cannot be, you can't do anything about it. This is the day the Lord has made. Make a difference today. Walk in obedience today. Learn from the mistakes of the past. Walk in purityness, holiness into the future. I'll close with this. It's uh, Apostle Paul in Philippians. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So, Amen. I think occasionally we do have to take a look back just to kind of see where we've come from. But for the most part, we're looking towards the future. And uh, the future includes the right now. So to the one listening today, right now. Right now. When this thing turns off, right now. it starts right now. And it reminds me of that proverb, I can't call exactly where it is, but it says, uh, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Is that Keith Urban or somebody? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was a proverb, really? Oh, man. <laughs> Urban 629. All right, we're going to sign off. Thank you for enjoying Messy Christianity with us today. We tried to answer the question, what we would tell our former self? Uh, what would we tell ourselves? Uh, what would we do over? That that was basically the question. Uh, y'all have a great day and share this with pretty much nobody. Keith Urban. <laughs> Keith Urban. <laughs> All right, on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com